Hello and welcome to Driven for Purpose. I'm your host, Amanda Bickham, an evolutionary lifestyle coach helping guide you towards deeper states of transformation, providing you with tips, tools, and resources to support you every step of the way. Thank you for joining and enjoy the show. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Driven for a Purpose. I am here re-recording this episode for the second time with a gorgeous sister of mine, Miss Noah Lakshmi. Noah, how are you doing today? I am ecstatic and delighted to be in your presence. Mm-hmm. Feels so good. <laughs> Not that long ago, we were in the physical presence, and now we're over the over the interwebs, which we're so graced by. And what's so beautiful about it is we're on opposite sides of the world now, and yet it feels really powerful to be able to connect and to feel each other. That's one of the beautiful gifts about you know the way that media is moving these days. Yeah, indeed. When we use it in a hel- in a healthy way, this is the way to use it. Yeah, one hundred percent. And that's Absolutely. one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on. And um, for those people who don't yet know, I'll let you give a little bit of a, a background on yourself. But before you do, I met Noah um, on New Year's, and it was one of those people that like you meet and instantly you're like, oh yeah, I feel you. And uh, it's been interesting because in my life, as of, let's say, maybe the past year, I haven't had a ton of those. But when I started talking to Noah and I I got to learn a little bit more about her and what she's all about, she's very inspiring and very knowledgeable on a lot of different topics, some of which we're going to talk about today. As you know, if you're listening to this episode, it's called The Cosmic Love Affair with Life. And we'll get into a little bit more about what that means, but... Noah, for all of those who don't yet know you, how would you share with the world what you're all about? Ah, yes. I, 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 before that, I do want to say that you know how mutual it was that night. Oh, my God. When I met you, it was an immediate, even before we started talking, and I mm. saw you, like, who is this creature? Yeah. And then when, we, when we started talking, it was literally after 10 seconds of connecting with you it was oh soul sister yeah i've known i've known this person for a long time uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> in some other dimensions but, yeah. yeah exactly yeah so I'm, I'm so and every time i just i love hearing you and seeing you and be connected to you it's such a gift mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Nalakshmi, um, this, is, this is what I like to, um, to share because it, I feel it, it represents so much of what I'm here for is, uh, is freedom. And that's what my name means. So Noah in Hawaiian, which is where I am now, right, in Kauai. Uh, that, and Maui is where I, where I actually learned the meaning of my name in Hawaiian. Noah means to be free. Mm. In Japanese, it means to come from love. Mm. It's pronounced a little differently, but it's Noah. And then um, my kundalini, my spiritual name in the kundalini tradition, 
which that that to me that was the last the last confirmation that I needed that this is my mission and what I'm here to embody and mm. to share is a liberator of love, mm. which which brings the two together, freedom and love. And when I was given that name, when I did my Kundalini Yoga teacher certification, and I received that name and my jaw dropped to the ground. And that was like, okay, got it, God, totally got it. And then it's been the unraveling of that, the embodiment of that for myself. And not to say that it, 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 I've come to a, a, an ending point by all means, but um, definitely on that journey of embodying love and sharing that with others and helping others to see who they truly are mm. so they can love themselves fully and completely, which through that, I always say that love is the most transformative force there is. Mm. And it's not, you're not going to push yourself into quote unquote perfection. You're not going to push yourself into success. You're not going to push yourself into creating a life that you want to, you want to actually live. You're not going to push yourself into health. You're going to love yourself into that. Mm. You're going to love yourself into your greatest potential. Mm. And to me, part of loving oneself is giving oneself the permission to actually be who they are fully and completely, which that it's this freedom there to just be you. And I, I help people with that, it's how to, how to fully be you and, embody the love that you already are and how to live that love on a daily basis. Not just, oh, it's a beautiful concept, dali la, la, but there's actual physical life that is happening every day, every moment. How to embody that love, which begins with oneself. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the cosmic love affair with life, right? Which ultimately, it's the cosmic love affair with yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you are life. Mm. So, in a, in a nutshell, I guess. <laughs> ah, yes. And I think, like, you know, what you touched on, there was a few words that really popped into my sphere. The first one was embodiment. Um, this is a big piece and a big pillar that I teach as well. It's like, there's so many self-care practices and self-love practices and we were speaking into this on our last episode of like, it really comes down to your connection to your physical body. Like what is the relationship that you have with your physical body? How do you nourish it? How do you honor it? How do you worship it? How do you show up for it? And through that and that relationship, um, that's the first relationship you've ever had, right? The deepest and the longest is the relationship with your body. And then there's also the relationship with your psyche and the relationship with your soul. And, you know, and then we continue to ripple out into the, into the cosmos and the world. But I feel like there's really powerful pieces um, when we tune into this journey of, of loving yourself and through the embodiment of this physical form and what that looks like and what that means. And I know that both you and I have different tools that we use, like Kundalini Yoga is a big practice of yours. Astrology is a big practice of yours. Um, meditation is a big practice of yours. And some of those I share as well. Um, 
And I remember when we were speaking into this episode and what we wanted to talk about and there were different pieces. And one of the pieces that I found was so powerful and I think is, can be a really powerful tool for people is understanding the cosmos, right? And how we're all in relationship to everything around us, including the planets. And when we develop our relationship with our body, and then we extend our awareness out to something beyond our body, into the relationships of the world, and then we extend our awareness beyond our relationship with our inner, inner world and the greater world, and then we have the collective, and then we have the cosmos. The cosmos can be such a powerful tool to understand the shifts that we're going through as a collective so that when you're going through changes or challenges or expansions or contractions in life, which we all do, you have kind of an awareness of what the greater picture is beyond the self. And I know this is something that you have a lot of, yeah, expertise in, a lot of knowledge in, a lot of awareness in. And I'm curious if you would be willing to speak into, I know there was a lot of pieces that we spoke into on the last time we tried to record this episode, but maybe even what's alive right now with where we're at in our history um, in relationship to the bigger picture. Because I know a lot of people in my sphere are feeling a lot. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of shifts. There's a lot of changes. And yeah, I'm curious if you could help individual souls who are maybe wanting a little bit of light to be shed on what the greater yeah transformation is that we're all going through as a collective mm. god i love you so much mm. <laughs> part of me wants to just sit here and listen to you mm. <laughs> like this is just this is so heavenly mm. oh so yes and by the way we're recording this a few days before a new moon that's right. That's right. Friday. In, Aquar- in Aquarius. Uh, I'll speak about that, which I know the recording will come out after, but it's still very relevant because we're actually heading towards a lot of Aquarius this decade and what it means for us collectively. And before I speak into what, what is the energetic signature of mm. the moment and mm. our times right now and how we are each experiencing it on an individual level, And then, of course, there's something to be said about the web of life that we are all connected to. So even though you are having your own individual experience, I'm having my own individual experience that is based on my life's journey and what my soul chose to experience here, right? And we each have that. It's all connected into the greater greater web and the soul of humanity, you can say, because humanity has a soul. The planet has a soul. So... A word about astrology, especially for those that are listening that perhaps don't believe in astrology or don't really know what it is, or maybe they think astrology is the horoscope in the newspaper. So the planets, right, the, the cosmos, as, as you said, it's, they're a reflection of human consciousness. It's not something that is just happening in this great void in what we call space. It seems like it's miles and miles and miles away from us, which on some level it is. And on a more psycho-spiritual level, you would say it's a reflection of human consciousness. So whatever is happening in the cosmos, and that's the power of astrology, and that's how in astrology you can quote-unquote predict the future, because you in astrology you can track patterns and cycles 
and based on what is happening in the cosmos, whatever dance is happening in the sky, we can see, we can tell, oh, that's the play or what's playing out in human consciousness. So what's happening in human consciousness right now? Like you said, you already used the word transformation. And this is something that we've been feeling immensely this last decade, really. And that's what we came here to experience as individual souls. Now, right now, it feels as if the pressure has been amplified by 20,000 megabytes or volts, or whatever you want to call it. And the majority of that is tied into our destiny for each and, every, each and every one of us individually. However, though, how those, what seems to be individual destinies are tied into the destiny of humanity and our planet. Mm. And there has been, what's been happening in the last month here of 2019 and then going into 2020, an absolutely immense and, and some, some astrological alignments that we will never experience in our lifetime. So yes, life is cyclical and there's some patterns that repeat. You know, you have a monthly patterns with a moon. You have four-year pattern cycles. You've got 12 years. You've got this cycle that we, some of the astrological patterns that we experience as a species, humanity, we will never in our lifetime experience again. So there's something to be said about occurrences such as such as this and it's literally god the universe is saying pay attention because there is a great shift that is taking place mm. and i know we've been talking a lot about new paradigms and new earth and new world you know in the spiritual community and it's it's true now why is it happening because of what the cosmos are saying the dance that is happening cosmically is definitely saying, oh, there's a deep transformation that is occurring within human consciousness, which everything that we see in our physical world is a play of human consciousness. Mm. That's why I feel that the work that we do, working with individuals, working to shift consciousness through embodiment practices is the key. Because what, you know, 50 years ago, when there was so much focus, yeah, on the spiritual channel, mm. that it's a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of masculine, patriarchally based practices, which had their time and place and still have their time and place. But that's part of the shift, the part of the transformation that is occurring for us individually and then collectively and how it's connected to the destiny of humanity and our planet which is that shift of paradigm of us individually connecting to our bodies, connecting to our feeling bodies, bringing the feminine elements and the feminine principle principles more into our psyches and into mm. our lives. And therefore we're going to start seeing that more on the planet as, co as a collective. Mm. So, you know, going back to what I said about the realignment the pressure that we've been feeling and those one of a lifetime alignments that we experienced in the month of December coming into January and throughout 2020, it's just absolutely crazy. Like some of the astrological stuff that are happening 
back to back and like rapid fire. And that's what people are feeling. Like, man, is this going to stop? Like, what the mm. F? Rapid mm. fire. And all the planets are, are direct right now. All the planets are direct. Wow. And it's just, I had a moment like, oh, can I just sit and breathe? And it's just like one after the other, what, after another. And the connections that are being created right now, even you and I, what we met three weeks ago, mm-hmm. right? And this conversation is now recorded. Mm-hmm. So the connections that are being made right now, the relationships that are ending and the relationships that are starting and the relationships that are experiencing a complete reconfiguration is all because there's a great realignment that is happening mm-hmm. to align us with our highest and greatest destiny. Mm-hmm. Because that is connected to the highest and greatest destiny of humanity and the planet. And this new world that we are literally creating with our minds, with our hearts, and with our bodies, mm. <laughs> most importantly, with our bodies. Mm. That we are more understanding the, the importance and the value of these physical bodies and the potential. What can we do with our bodies? Mm. Wow, this is so beautiful because the way that you articulated it, you know, in a way that's much bigger than the self, but of course involves the self. Um, you know, and, and a lot of the spiritual practices, which both you and I have been on that spiritual path for quite some time, it, there's a lot about transcending, transcending, moving up, getting out of the body, going into samadhi, you know, going into the void. And um, I feel like for a long time that's denied the fact that if we are pure consciousness and we are we consciously chose to embody this form why are we trying to leave like why are we trying to get out of the form to ascend and go into other realms what about being in the spiritual form in the body and this is one of the practices that i feel that tantra has really helped me support this part of myself that i'm like no hold on a second my body is spirit in matter And I understand that like, this is the most sacred gift I could possibly be given. Why would I want to try to leave it? Or why would I want to try to escape it? Why not create a deeper relationship with it? And therefore I can share that depth of relationship with others and embodied practices such as whether it's yoga or tantra or kundalini or whatever it is that you want to do. But I feel like the deepest part of connection that we have available to us and I feel like if we really extrapolate what does the collective want we all just want to feel connected we all want to feel a part of something something bigger than ourselves um the the way that we do that is through the physical form like think about the way that you when is the time that you have felt closer to someone than ever before And oftentimes for me, and when I really think about all the times I felt really close, the closest to presence I have ever felt with someone, it's right when you're riding the wave of an orgasm and you can sit there and you can be in that presence and you can be riding that wave and you know where that person is and you know where you are. And it's like, that's where you're touching the divine. That's where you're in this space of like, we are literally one riding the energetic waves back and forth and back and forth. And so 
so much of what you spoke about, this transformation and embodiment and getting back to feeling and moving from the mental spaces to the physical, emotional spaces and how transformative that's going to be for us in creating these states of deeper connectivity, I think is just so incredibly important for people to tap into and tune on to. Yeah, yeah, yes. And it's, to me, and this is, I'm bringing my personal perspective and my personal work that that I do with people and what I see how it ties into our collective destiny you would say or our planet's destiny in humanity it's the recognition that I just said the the body is a vehicle and what's the potential and beyond just the body being vehicle is really the body being a temple Mm. that's why I do what I do that's why I'm so motivated to help people with cleaning their bodies and bringing radiant health because when you are healthy and things are moving in your body because it's not just the body that's the thing when you clear the vessel your mind is also clearer and sharper your emotional baggage is not weighing on your heart so there's so much that goes into food and i can talk for fucking hours about that and the conspiracy not conspiracy but agenda behind it of why you know, it's anyhow, I'm not going to get there right now, but, um, <laughs> I know it's hard. I'm right there know, with you. I know, I know, That's a whole I know, other yeah. chapter. <laughs> Hopefully it's a whole other conversation. Listening to this whole... podcast, have some sort of awareness of what's going on in the food industry and we don't have to go down too much of a rant. We're not going to go. Yeah. And maybe we can, maybe we can record another podcast uh, on that. Yeah. Uh, but it's ultimately it's the message of your body is a temple. Mm-hmm. and escaping it in whichever way, shape, or form. Because actually meditation can be a way of escaping mm-hmm. one's body. I've, I've seen people. Out or any, yeah. Ways, or oversexing yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Totally, right? So like you said, why did we come into bodies if it wasn't for the purpose of utilizing? So, so it's the relationship that ones have with their body. Just like the relationship you have with money, relationship you have with sex, the relationship you have with your computer, with social media. So it's relationships all around. So not just relationship with other people. When I said that relationships are either ending or coming into your life or being reconstructed, it's also for the individual to look at all relationships in life. What's my relationship to nature what's my relationship to the room that i'm sitting in what's my relationship to anything that i'm in relationship with which is everything including and most importantly in the first and foremost most important relationship like you said your relationship with yourself yeah because yeah it's the most committed relationship you're ever going to be with however though many people are not committed to that relationship Mm mm-hmm like, you're not just dating yourself. If you're just dating yourself, then you're going to feel that. Are you going to commit to your relationship with yourself? Because, hey, guess what? 24-7, that's not a relationship that you can just take, take the exit door. I mean, you can, but you know what I mean. I've a lot of exits. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we have a worldwide yeah. epidemic even more so than we are right now. <laughs> right, right. So this is, this is the awakening of the feminine that is going to who be felt so strongly in the next six, six years here, yeah. which with that, we actually going to experience a lot of changes on the planet since she is the great mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and a lot of things to shake things up and wake things up and it's already happening. Mm, wow, there's so much, so much here. And I remember speaking to you about seeds. So there's specific groups. I know like a lot of the work that I do. Oh, is yes. Yeah, helping people understand. Like, I feel like everybody, again, they want a connection to something bigger. They want to know, like, I believe that everybody has a purpose here. I believe that everybody has something much bigger than just working. I mean, if you want to just work at a corporation or you want to just work in, you know, a machine, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But if you really want fulfillment, I feel like a lot of the work has to do with connecting to yourself, asking, what is my sole purpose? What is my mission here? How can I serve? And you were speaking into something that I found really fascinating and I didn't really know about before, which is kind of the collective intention for seed groups, which soul is people, groups. Soul, yeah. soul groups. That's right. Yeah. People born between specific areas, which kind of have a mission that relates to a specific theme. So I would love it if you wanted to share a little bit about that with the audience as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it actually, it's so perfect because it's, um, it goes hand in hand with what I was saying about relationships because part of the relationship changes that we are experiencing is actually defining relationships. And we are coming out of a paradigm of, oh, well, relationship is one in one person and it's, it looks a certain way and like the whole marriage institute and all the things that people are really breaking free from yeah, or claiming their freedom back. And actually I'm, I can choose and that goes to anyone I can choose what a re fulfilling relationship is for me. Yeah. If it's one-on-one, -on -one, two people, monogamous, great. If it's three people, it's just mm -hmm. different configurations of what a committed relationship is, a devoted relationship is. And also there's a lot of, I know for me, it's a big thing. I know you have a partnership that it's, we on a mission together. Like yeah. I'm not just looking for a boyfriend or a girlfriend and a lot of people are waking up to that as well. Yeah. And that's the reason why some relationships are being shook right now because mm. it's, you know, people looking at their partner. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, are, are we on a mission together? Yes or no, right? Yeah. There's a lot of Capricorn stuff. So as it relates to the seed groups or soul groups, so each generation is born under, and this is related to Pluto, the planet Pluto, which is the furthest away from the sun. And it, Pluto is a very slow-moving planet. So it stays in one sign up to 14 years. Sometimes a little less, depends on the sign, but around, let's say, 14 years. And so we come here, right? We call it generations. But then when you look at the astrology, there's, yeah, there's wisdom behind generations. And then it's also soul groups. So the soul groups of Libra, which is the generation that I came in, which is, is experiencing an immense, immense transit right now mm. with Pluto that happened when we were born. So now 37, 36, 37 years later, there's the kind of um, birth of the seed that was planted when that soul group came into, into life. So that's, again, another conversation perhaps because that's more specific. But the soul group of Libra came here so pluto is about transformation it's about death and rebirth so as the generation of pluto in libra there's a soul mission there's a collective mission to transform the face of relationships mm. relationship relationship paradigms mm. 
And then the group that came right after, which is your soul group, which is this Pluto in Scorpio, that came to transform the face of intimacy, sexuality, uh, and really digging into the unconscious patterns. Not to say that, you know, other souls, soul groups don't do that, but there's, there's a deeper yearning. You know, with Pluto, it's deep yearning that mm. is rooted in the base of your spine, in mm. the base of your soul. Mm. that you you have this urge and it's a very soul urge it's not just this human urge like seek food seek water it's a soul urge that i got to do this and nothing can stop me mm-hmm. not even my own bullshit mm-hmm. <laughs> so what i shared with with you amanda is you know, there's there's such resonance with the generation or the soul group of the of Pluto in Libra and Pluto in Scorpio, because there's such an importance and value of bringing the two together. Because as we change the face of relationships and how we relate to one another, of course, that's going to bring an, an immense transformation around intimacy, really letting, letting see each other, letting ourselves see each other and be seen by one another, what intimacy really means beyond just sex, but then bringing the sexual aspects and how much sexuality has been distorted on our planet and people being disconnected from their own sexual power by leaking their energy, by not really using it wisely, both for men and women. And that's, again, another podcast conversation. but the importance of transforming the relationship that people have with sexuality. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because how the sexual energy has been distorted and what it has created on our planet as a result. Wow, so much beautiful. Yeah, so many beautiful slivers of perspective to be considered for all the people who are listening to this podcast like what's your relationship to relationships to relationships to everything food your body your uh romantic your friendships what's your relationship to your sexuality to your intimacy do you feel like you're being met in the depths of types of relating that you desire do you feel like you're being fulfilled in these types of relationships and I see so much of both your generation and my generation like really starting to speak loudly about these pieces and I really feel like this is the way that we can re-pattern the old paradigm right the old paradigm of what things need to look like and how things need to be and which often kept us actually stuck where love just wants to expand. But if we have to follow all these rules, um, love is going to have a hard time expanding. If we feel like we're going to go to, you know, we're going to sin or we're going to go to hell. If we look at another person or have sexual fantasies or whatever, when this is just a part of our animal, um, then it keeps us, it keeps us from loving ourselves first and foremost, because we feel like we're wrong or bad. And it keeps us from being transparent, which what is intimacy to me? It's like into me, I see, right? Intimacy. Like, so if I can't be honest and open and vulnerable about what's really going on for me, 
um, then you can't really see me. And there's this lack of transparency, there's this lack of connection. Even though we think that there's connection because we have, quote, love, or we're in this relationship, or we're in this marriage, um, the actual level of depth to which one can feel fully met is restricted based upon old stories and old paradigms that are, yeah, based upon a precedence that no longer truly serves, which is where we're starting to, to really look into those pieces. What's true and what's truly beneficial? Yeah, and what's true for oneself because it's this is the freedom piece that I was that I was talking about, and I was actually doing another interview a week ago, whatever it was, and because this is so big for me, right? The whole freedom conversation, and when she asked me, "Well, what is freedom to you?" and what you spoke about, Amanda, is also uh, there's so many unconscious um, patterns within the collective. Right. So when I, what I said earlier that, yes, we are in an individual path and here I am, I am an individual person, yet we are connected to a, a, a greater web and that it's a double, that is a double edged sword because there is the power of the collective. So when enough of us come together with a powerful intention, that's when we're going to create change. And we also are connected to the collective unconscious, which is mm. a lot of, I, I call it viruses in the system. Mm, like that, that a lot of people follow certain paths or a path um, because there is a program, because that's what they are told and that's what they learned early on. And there's the unconscious patterns just playing underneath the surface. Big one is fear which that's another reason why people are feeling immense pressure right now, because so much of those patterns are coming up to be transformed. All those deep seated, deeply seated fear based thoughts and beliefs and mentality and operating from a place of fear, which is so in the collective and we are bombarded with scarcity all around us yeah. all the yeah. time. Yeah. So part of freedom, and that's actually more around sovereignty but sovereignty brings one more freedom to stand on their own path and choose their own path and design their own life mm. rather than being yanked by the waves of the collective unconscious. Mm. And, you know, bringing in the conversation of relationships and sexuality is, are you just following blindly what you've been taught or seen on TV when you were 15? Or now you're sitting with yourself and, well, let me actually evaluate my sexual desires. How do I express them? Let me, let me evaluate my relationship to my body. What is intimacy? Mm. And having that sovereign awareness to unplug oneself from all the unconscious soup of fear, distortion, manipulation, you know, which by the way, that's a lot of scorpionic stuff too. It's whatever's in the dungeon. Like you came, you came to, you came to clean it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like deep work. Mm -hmm. That's why it's like, there's, there's a fair enough, a uh, fair amount of intensity mm -hmm. with that Pluto and Scorpio generation. Cause it's, it's like, you really didn't come here to fuck around. Mm -hmm. It's like do or die kind of an attitude. Yeah, well, I mean, if you think about like in, in the state of the planet, like pff, do or die, 
get your shit yeah. together, humans, or adios, you know. Pretty like, much, pretty much, pretty so, much. And, and the change really comes from us waking up, I feel. Waking up to our truth, waking up to our um, felt sense versus the mental sense. Waking up to what is it that feels right. And if you're not connected to your body, then you can't feel. And if you can't feel, then you're moving from the mind, which is often programmed with old stories, old paradigms, old structures that are keeping us in old ways of being rather than helping us to expand into what's possible because what's possible is actually beyond what our minds could ever even begin to comprehend. I mean, we fly in planes like it's no big deal, but less than a hundred years ago, if you would have said, I'm going to fly on a plane, people would have been like, yeah, fucking right. You know? So it's like tuning into these deeper layers of like, how can I feel myself? How can I clear the shit, which starts with your physical body and then goes to your mental, emotional body. And then how can I create a felt sense of experience within myself so that I can actually tune into my navigation system, my inner compass. Um, And I think that these are solid pieces of advice for anyone who's listening here. Like, what is your relationship with your body first and foremost? What is your relationship with yourself? How do you feel about yourself? If you're struggling with the relationship to your body or you're struggling with the relationship with yourself, get help. There are so many people. We're in this like revolution of coaches and mentors and guides and people and, you know, classes and workshops like go get help. There is no reason why you should be struggling with your body or your mental emotional aspect of connection to yourself and not be getting help. Right. I mean, there's just an unbelievable amount of people who are doing and have done their own inner work, which is one of the reasons why I love connecting with conscious people such as yourself. It's like, well, we just decided that whatever the system was telling us wasn't really working and we needed to figure it out. We didn't know where, but we went on these journeys to pick up all these tools. And now we support people on the path who are looking to find greater alignment, more happiness, more success, more pleasure, more bliss and more freedom. And yes, my question to you is Noah, if you were to give some sort of an advice, like we're going through a lot of intense times, a lot of transformation, a lot of shit is coming up. Like, what would you give um, knowing that we also have a relatively, I mean, we have six, six eclipses, six lunar eclipses, which I correct me if I'm wrong, but it's all about the shadows, like lunar going into the shadows, like things coming up, right? Is that kind of around? Lunar? Well, it, it really, I, I can't, I don't really generalize uh, eclipses because it depends on the eclipse. Each portal is quite different. Got it. Um, in, in general, though, you know, what, what happens during a, a lunar eclipse is that uh, the sun sits right in between the earth, the, I'm sorry, the earth sits right in between the sun and the moon. Mm-hmm. So those are moments of great, again, alignment and realignment where we get to choose between our past or going into our greatest destiny. Mm. which the past also comes with some emotional patterns. Are you going to stay stuck there or are you going to seek the light? Mm-hmm. You're going to go towards the light, yeah. yeah, towards the light of your being. So yeah, you know, every, every lunar eclipse is slightly different and depends what else is going on. But I always say that any eclipse, lunar or solar, those are points of alignment that we align our consciousness and we align our inner beings with the truth, with our own essence or the truth of our own essence with, with our divine nature. 
And regardless if you believe in astrology or not, you may not even keep track of it. Some people even say, oh, I don't feel anything. You may not feel anything, but on a soul level, things are happening. Yeah. So that, that's what waking up is. Like things, things are happening regardless if somebody is familiar you know, with all the spiritual lingo and the terms and talking yeah. about it. That's yeah. why I said everybody is, is, is part of the evolutionary soup. Yeah. Even your parents, even your grandma. Yeah. You might not, you know, sit and listen to astrology reports and know that, you know, there's a full moon happening. Like she couldn't, she could care less about that. But, but what's interesting is like the great ancestors always were aware of what was going that's on. That's very like true. They grew their crops around that. They had their ceremonies. I mean, I'm here in Bali and, and anyone in Asia, anyone in Asia, they are like, they worship the moon all of their holidays, all of their festivals, all of their temples, everything is happening around the moon. So it's so interesting that like, sure, maybe our modern day grandparents or great grandparents or even our parents might not know about what's going on. But if we look at it like way, way, way back when, everything that we did was based upon the seasons and the cycles. And I'm so happy you brought it up, love. I'm so happy because that's part of what, what we're seeing happening on the planet. It's the great disconnection from nature, from the, the natural cycles. Because it, basically astrology and the cosmos, it's just, it's the natural rhythm of life. Mm-hmm. We see it with the moon, right? On a monthly basis. And it's easier for us to track that because we see the moon. But it doesn't mean that if we can't see something, it's not happening. You can't see gravity, yeah. but you're not going to doubt it. Yeah. Right. And it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. And how I like to explain astrology to people that are completely skeptical is, you know, it's very straightforward. Does the moon regulate the tides, regulates the tides of the oceans? Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't need to believe in astrology just to answer yes or no to that. It's, it's apparent. It happens. We are 75% water. Yeah. so we're not we not it doesn't affect us like yeah. no it affects the oceans but not us but you see that's a, that's a mentality of separation yeah, yeah, yeah and what you are speaking to with the ancestors keeping they didn't have google they didn't have cell phones iphones yeah they looked they looked up this at the sky and they tracked the cycles and they honored the moon because that's the easiest thing to see and they they could and then they knew and they could see the connection between the moons and what's happening with the crops and nature and the soil and everything around us and this is the great reconnection that is happening you know we're talking about our bodies but it's it's not happening in a void the disconnection from nature is connected to the disconnection that people have with their bodies yeah and so the connection of the individual connection with one one's body is actually the connection back to the feminine and back to the natural rhythms and back to nature. So, I mean, to me, it's just so obvious that the disconnection from the body or the disconnection from, or what's happening in nature and the disconnection from nature is a direct result of people being disconnected from their bodies. 100%. Because when you are in, in, in one, in, as one with your body, it's inevitable for you to actually, especially for women, 
to be more in touch with the cycles. And then, like you said earlier, love, right? It's like you zoom out. You zoom out from the self to out, out, global, and then universal, and then cosmic. And then it, it, there's this constant grow, growth and expansion. So our perception can constantly zoom out and see a larger picture, but it's all holographic. Yeah. So it goes back to, boom, the self. Yeah inside of us 100%. So what would be the advice like as other than connect yourself, come back to yourself, find embodiment? Oh yeah, that's practices. right. I think that was the question I asked me and I don't even know how I got to where I went. It's all good. Um, it was a transmission. I needed to happen. Yeah, but I, totally. I want people to get advice as well. And I know you have a lot I of I know. Practical. Yeah. So, well, that's really the advice at the end of the day is yeah, to connect you to your body well, and like Amanda said, if you don't know how to do it, there's plenty of tools out there available and accessible, uh, paid and a ton of free content too. To me though, and this is just my, my jam, is take care of your health. Because when things are clogged up in your physical body, things are clogged up in your energetic body, in your emotional body, things, things are clogged up and, you, and you're going to be disconnected yeah. on, in some way, shape or form. So start with your health and start with being an outside and in nature more. That alone, because what is health? It's a very broad, I'm not just talking about food and what you eat. It's really, yeah. it's the lifestyle that you have that is going to determine how do you feel in your body? How do you feel about yourself? How do you feel about other people? How do you feel about life? Spending more time outside, barefoot on the ground, actually feeling, feeling more, mm. feeling nature, and not just reading about it in a book or just looking outside. Oh, that's a nice sunset, and then go back to your phone. Right? It's actually the embodiment process mm. and being, being with, with nature. Mm. Um, I would say that that's definitely a, a very solid practical tool that is, is very needed and is a great place to start. And it's simple. 100%. 100%. And the other thing, one more tool, actually it's coming through. I, something for, for, for people to do, and it's very simple more often than not, especially if, if somebody is just beginning this, to place your hand on your heart and ask yourself, what do I need? Mm, beautiful. Very beautiful. In this now moment, what do I need? It could be a simple answer, a glass of water. Just lay down and close your eyes for 10 minutes. I actually need to call a friend and, and talk for a little bit. Whatever it may be, but that question is something that starts to create a beautiful relationship with your heart and with yourself. And sometimes it's a bigger question. What do I need? It's like, well, I actually need to end this relationship or I need to switch jobs or move to Bali, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know you have a lot of, I'm just looking at the time. I know you have a client. Yeah. Uh, but I know you have. <laughs> I know you have a lot of online content and things. How can people find you if they want to work with you? If they want to learn more about their own 
charts in the astrological world as well as anything else that you have going on what are your social handles that people can yeah for sure so my website is easy it's my name noalakshmi.com and over there you can find all the offerings that i have um the astrology readings that's one-on-one one sessions where i read your own individual birth chart and um really seeing what is the intention of your soul and your own unique essence and how it wants to express itself in this life. So that's one way to work with me. Um, You can find my book, Master Your Life with Love on Amazon and Kindle. And I do work with people on a more regular basis or long-term containers of six months where that's a personal mentorship where we do exactly everything that I was sharing here today and helping people to develop a loving relationship with themselves and what does that mean? How does it look on a day-to-day basis? And I really also like to work with people that have a vision. They have something that they really want to create, but they need the confidence in themselves and the sense of safety to actually go out into the world and create. Because I work with a lot of sensitive, empathic beings like myself so i i just i recognize the journey and and what is needed for that and then i offer kundalini yoga and i have online courses that you can do at home the comfort of your home um and that's it do i have anything else no that's it for now (laughs) a lot it's a lot you guys there's a lot lot. so be sure to check it out, noahlakshmi.com. Pretty easy. And YouTube, noahlakshmi. There's uh, uh, um, awesome Kundalini Yoga videos as well. Awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, Noah, thank you so much. Thank you for reaching out and uh, sharing your beautiful radiant light with us here and sharing all your wisdom and your insight. And this will be the first episode in February. So... I'm looking right, forward for Valentine's to, Day. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Cosmic love hair starts with yourself. <laughs> Amazing. Well, enjoy Kauai. I super you, appreciate your time and your energy. And I look forward to more episodes, which obviously we have a lot to talk about. So I'm sure it'll be yes. in the sphere. Thank you, love. I so love you and appreciate you. Right back at you, sister. Feels like we've transcended time and space. So thank you. Indeed. Mm-hmm. All right, goddess. Well, enjoy your, your client call and everybody else in the audience. Thank you so much for listening and we will be with you soon. Bye. Hey everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode on Driven for Purpose. I cannot tell you how much your support means. If you found this content helpful in any way, shape, or form, I would love it if you share this with your friends and family. If you haven't yet already done so, please go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your reviews help us rank higher, which means more people can get inspired by this content. And together, we can support one another to continue on our journey towards our highest and best selves. I'll catch you next week.